All right. How long have you been an athletic trainer? Uh, in total, I've been an athletic trainer. Let me do the math for uh, 21 years. I've been at Cal for... No, wait, that's longer than that because it's 1650. I've been an athletic trainer for 23 years. I've been at Cal for 15 of those. Wow. And what would you say your role primarily entails of? Uh, the uh, health, uh, managing the health and well-being of our of the Cal student-athletes. And which sports are you a trainer for? I work with women's swimming and diving and uh, women's water polo. Okay, and would you say, I know women's water polo is a spring sport, but would you yep. say that for women's swimming and diving, they where would their season fall? Um, they're con- technically considered a winter sport because okay. they, they go between, they cover both the fall and the spring semester. Okay. <clears throat> and in your professional opinion, because there's so much out there, like you said, there's so much up in the air still, do you think a fall season this year will commence you know i I think as as even though it seems very close i think it's still far enough away that i don't think we can answer that yet like i think if you look at some of the information or some of the the testing and things like that changes week to week so i think i I mean i don't know i i just think we don't have enough information to know if it would be safe to have a fall season yet that makes sense. Um, so schools are start. The school has just let out a press release regarding voluntary workouts. Right. I was wondering if you could elaborate a little bit more on what that means. My after reading the article, my understanding is that right now um, the first group to come back would be football, like they would have, you know, like any other summer, they would be here for voluntary workouts. So I think it's approving those workouts which are only outdoor okay right now so it's just conditioning outside that makes like sense. you can't have any equipment you can't have you can't be in the weight room it's really just running outside and would you say is there any concern about these students starting to come back now for like in lines of their safety as far as obviously covid-19 but also the fact that I mean, some of these students have never taken longer than a couple weeks off um, from training. And because of shelter in place, um, it seems as though, yes, we're taking it slowly, trying to get students to come back at first. But as far as fall dates, like I know this is football is a different sport entirely, but it seems like some sports are actually having like their start times for their seasons. And I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on students trying to come back who haven't been able to be training. Yeah, I think thankfully kind of for us, uh, we've taken all that into account and really as a part of pre COVID, uh, pre shelter in place, pre all pre 2020, um, we have policies in place that any student athlete who's been out um, more than like, I believe it's two weeks from their sport or conditioning has to undergo basically a reconditioning. So it's a modified version. So they don't go from, um, zero to a hundred. Like it's, it's very much easing them back in. Um, so that would, again, regardless of COVID or anything, if someone was gone all summer, say in 2019, 
somebody left in May and came back in the fall, they would have to undergo under the guidance of their strength coach uh, and the physicians and athletic trainer, like a gradual return to activity. So that's still in place. So if that's happening, then would you, if all sports kind of are starting to do the slow voluntary process back and then they have that policy kind of in place, would you say then it's not likely there'll be a fall season, but potentially these sports will have a season sometime in the future? Yeah, I think it depends. And I think it's going to depend on, you know, if we bring people back and, and you know, I, we've got a lot of precautionary stuff in place where, you know, I think, and right now, if you just look, I think, but I believe the only sport coming back is football right now. And then they're going to add more sports if it proves to be, um, you know, successful. But I mean, I think if, you know, a one weekend and we've got, 25 football players there and any of them test positive, I think we're going to have to reassess the plan. You know, like right now everyone will be tested uh, multiple times. They're supposed to be in quarantine for seven days, retested again, and then they're going to be screened every day. So I think we've put in a pretty like robust screening for them. Um, whereas like, I don't know if you've read that university of Houston brought athletes back and didn't do any testing. And they had like six positive cases on like day one. Wow. Um, so I think, you know, we've taken kind of, I think we've taken our time intentionally, um, to develop those protocols and to really follow like what the CDC is saying, what the city of Berkeley is saying, what, you know, infectious disease specialists are saying, you know, like, I think we've kind of taken, um, advice and insight from a, a variety of parties involved to make sure that we're, we're making the best decision we can for the health and safety of you know the student athletes but the Berkeley community in general you know I mean I think um yes we want all our student athletes to be healthy and safe but we also want their family members who they're in contact with or you know their friends or anyone they contact in the community we don't want this to be a source of you know outbreak um so I think yes in general I think we're trying to do as much as we can screening wise um while also being mindful of, yeah, people have been off for a really long time. So this is going to look a lot different than what summer conditioning would normally look like for football. That makes sense. Do you know why football's coming back first? I believe because they start first. Um, So, and they would normally, they're one of the teams that would normally be working out in the summer. Um, Like typically it's football and men's and women's basketball that are here kind of in official capacities during the summer. Um, and everyone else is just voluntary. So um, we're starting with football. It's also a contained unit. We have this kind of a space. So we're going to try with them. And then if that, if I think it's a, a couple of weeks, every two weeks reassess. And then we would look at, I believe, men's and women's basketball, since they would also typically have been on campus, and then work through fall sports to spring. That makes like sense. Whoever, whoever's back next, you know, so field hockey and soccer and cross country. And then, you know, kind of, and really just being, mindful of not all of a sudden just opening the gates and saying everyone come back you know like I think that's a a bad idea definitely yeah and then is the testing all all the testing that is being offered to these student athletes is it like how are we getting access to those is it um Uh, the team center okay and they also actually have um uh, for people who are on campus right now they're they're 
Cal is doing a study, um, so students can be involved in a study. But for our cases, um, we would be doing um, through the Tang Center. Okay. And, and they're doing testing for community and, and um, you know, people who are on campus, staff as well. That makes sense. And then just um, out of curiosity, uh, the chancellor just released today that only classroom sizes over like 25 will actually be together. And so it was just interesting. We're trying to get sports back on campus. However, like classroom size, like we will have still online classes for the most part. I'm just curious your thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, again, I think I'm not sure what their process was in looking at academics. Um, You know, I'm not, uh, I mean, I know that in terms of the workouts that we're starting with, we're limiting it to 10 athletes um, per, we're calling them cohorts or per session. Okay. So there's never going to be a group <clears throat> of more than 10 athletes. They're going to be socially distanced, you know, so I think we can kind of control some of those variables that maybe you can't control in the classroom. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to have to see how it goes. Like what right now we're trying to commit to, hey, let's see if we can work out groups of 10. And if it works, great. And if we have success, then I think we try to add more, you know. So I think beyond talking about groups of 10 working out right now, I don't think we have an answer for that. So I think that's maybe they felt more comfortable saying right now they don't feel comfortable with more than 25 people in a classroom that they can't just, you know, like I I have no idea what they're making their their decisions based on. That makes sense. Um, But I do know that in terms of, you know, the, I think right now Alameda County, and we're going off Alameda County and city of Berkeley and state regulations right now, you can have up to 10 people <clears throat> as based on, on the restrictions. So that's why, you know, we capped it at 10. So you can have 10 student athletes and we'll space them out six feet apart over, over a big football field, you know, like, yeah. so, um, <clears throat> I think we feel, you know, comfortable in, in opening with that and seeing how it goes, you know, and then, I, I think the biggest thing is going to be constant reassessment of is this working, is this not working, and, um, you know, what changes need to be made. <laughs> Definitely. And these voluntary workouts, that means the players themselves, like, they can choose to come back if they wanted to? or Correct. Is it, okay. Yep. That makes that's sense. my understanding. Yeah, that's how it's been. And um, that's how it's been messaged to us. And then just from talking to other student-athletes, um just kind of seeing what's going on in there. The majority of the student athletes I've talked about are other sports, right? Not football. And so they're yep. still waiting to see when they can come back. But some of these student mm-hmm. athletes, they have underlying health concerns. Like one person yep. I talked to has a suppressed immune system. And yep. so just what do you advise for these student athletes who, if when their season maybe does become voluntary or and they're able to come back, like what do you advise them to do? Will they have certain precautions in place for them or? For sure. Everybody like, you know, like every other year <clears throat> will have to go through a health history review. So if you're a returner, <clears throat> excuse me, you'll have to go through a health history review. And you may remember that it's going to look different this year, but it typically involves you going through um, a form on your ETANG portal, um, you know, any new injuries, any new illnesses, any new medication, any allergies, you know, and then typically, um, your athletic trainer gets that and then you meet in person and you go through that and say, you know, is there anything this year? Yeah. It's going to be a little bit more robust. Like, okay, I know student athlete, a, you have a compromised immune system. Um, 
So there'll be a doctor's visit and an evaluation. I think, um, you know, I've read some CDC material that said if people test positive for the antibody, that they should have a further cardiac and um, pulmonary workup. So that'll be a part of it. Um, so, yeah, I think we're just going to have to be diligent about screening people and um, knowing medical histories, you know, based on what the student athlete reports and, and acting accordingly. You know, I think like anything else, you know, if somebody came in and said, hey, I tore my ACL over the summer. I forgot to tell you. We would say, oh, yeah, OK, then you're not ready to compete or practice or work out. You know, like you have to go, you know, we have to get this evaluated and we have to do X, Y, and Z before you're cleared for activities. So every student athlete is going to have to be medically cleared before they work out. Um, and that will continue. Okay, perfect. And then just kind of thinking in the long run, I mean, these students, the goal is to be able to have a season, to be able to come back and compete, but obviously have to start from ground zero, coming back and making sure that's safe. But just For thinking sure. how in the future... There, there isn't supposed to be a vaccine for COVID for at least yeah. until next year. And yeah. just where potentially could this training be going? Like even if we're able to safely have our student athletes come back and we do all the testing and everything ourselves to make sure they're here at Berkeley safe, how could competing look? Or yeah, traveling? I think, you know, I think that's, yeah, I think that's going to be challenging because I think, as diligent as we have been in trying to, to, to create a return to, to participation, let's call it that, you know, how do we know that, <clears throat> I don't know, pick any other university, University of Houston, who chose not to test those folks coming back, like, how do we know that our competitors have done it? You know, I think certainly the Pac-12 has collaborated on this, so I think there's going to be a standard of care and standard of um, uh, guidelines within the Pac-12. And I think that's kind of nice to know that they're working, those schools are working together. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I think honestly, we just, I, I think we're still a ways away from knowing if and when it's going to be appropriate to compete. I just don't think we have enough information yet. So I think we're kind of, you know, like in any, any other industry, I think like, you know, you're looking at restaurants, Hey, we're going to try and open at ha at 50%. And then if that works and we get the information and we can open more, we're going to do that. You know, like I think it's one of those things that you just kind of, some of it is you, you do the best you can with the information you have and we're relying on the experts for that information. And if things start to change, then we'll make the changes. And I think, you know, I think it's hard to say like everything's shut down and we're just going to wait until there's a vaccine because that's a bummer. You know, somebody's senior year, you know, somebody, um, somebody who this is the only way they're getting their school paid for you know there's so many variety of reasons other than just like everyone wants to watch a football game on a saturday you know um i think there's other factors involved and we want to put our our student athletes in the best possible healthiest safest way to do what they love however that being said our job is also to protect them in terms of their health and well-being so if that's going to be compromised, it's also up, up to us to step in and say, hey, we're not doing this. We're not doing this anymore. Or we have to go back to step one. Or, hey, good news, you know, we've received information from our, our infectious disease specialist saying we can add more people. Great, we'll add more people. You know, like I just think we have to be really diligent about the information we get and, and acting in the in the vein of the student-athlete's health and well-being, not in 
um, the, the public's desire to see sports. <laughs> Definitely. And if, if the terrible happens and a student does get COVID-19, how will, I mean, how do we respond to that? Like, what if an athlete, I mean, it's voluntary, but what if an athlete does get it in something and they get really sick? Like, what, do we have something in place for that or would we... Yeah, we do. Um, and typically, you know, based on research, that's global research, ours, you know, we're lucky in that, you know, I guess a 17 to 22 year old healthy enough to be a varsity intercollegiate athlete, um, is a very, very low risk group. You know, like I think, um, so in terms of people getting COVID and potential, um, risks of it being a severe illness are very low for, for that, for that population. Um, but that being said, yeah, you don't want anyone to get, you don't want anyone to get a cold. You don't want anyone to get a flu, you know? Um, but we would follow the protocols of the UA of university health services. They would be, you know, tested, they would be notified, they would notify their points of contact, and then they would follow the quarantine. I think it's like a seven day quarantine retest, um, protocols and be, you know, right now there's no, like I said, no vaccine, but I think. Um, people, again, people in, in the 17 to 22 year old healthy age range tend to fare pretty well, um, in terms of, of, you know, bad effects of COVID. Um, but again, we don't also don't want them taking it home to their grandparents or, you know, the person in Safeway or, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, we definitely follow the UHS protocol in terms of notifying them, notifying close contacts, and then, um, quarantine and isolating that student athlete that makes sense and then just ultimately um just with everything that's been going on right now I know you said it's really hard to tell because it's in the future and you're at such an early testing stage right now but do you think it's ultimately wise to try and have a fall program or fall program I think it's only wise if we can get through I, I think we have to check off steps one through a hundred before we can even talk about competing. And we're at like, we're negative three right now. You know, we're not even there yet. So I think, um, a lot has to go right for us to be able to think, even consider having a fall season. Um, but I also think, you know, we're, we're, we've been given the green light by the, the, the city and the County and the state and, all the experts that we've been consulting to go ahead and start step one and see what happens, you know? So I think we've just got to be patient and take it step by step. And and if by August or September we've completed all the steps, then, you know, I think we reassess then. I just don't, I, it's so hard to, you know, everyone's like, if you were betting and I'm like, I would not put, put a bet on this. Cause you, you like, <laughs> this is not good odds for anyone, you know, like I'm not a betting person, but, uh, I wouldn't bet on it because I don't know, you know, I bet on pretty sure things and I don't think this is a sure thing. Um, um, so yeah, I don't even know that I couldn't even venture a guess Definitely. if we'll be playing or not, but I think we're going to, you know, put, try to do what's right between now and then. And if we get to the point where we think we can, then we'll reassess and see if it's safe and, you know, just kind of honestly, day to day, it changes, you know, and, and we're trending in the right direction. For sure, we're trending in the right direction. But um, that being said, there's a lot that needs to happen before August for us to feel safe. Definitely. Um, returning. So, 
And then this question, this this is definitely a only answer it like if you can kind of thing. Do you think the school yep. is trying to get athletics back because this is what the players really want? Or No, I think they're trying to just as they're trying to get the research labs reopened and they're trying to get people back in classrooms and they're trying to get, you know, um people back into doing what they do on campus that's been my sense in in some ways i feel like we've not gotten the what people think is like the the sports green light if anything we've been criticized more you know like we've had to have a a better plan i mean even like the school of of, um optometry like they they need to get their students back in to get their clinical hours in order for them to complete their optometry training but if you've ever been in an eye exam, they're pretty close and up close to people when they're examining their eyes, you know? So they've had to go through a lot of stuff. So it's not just athletics that's going through all this on campus. Every department is trying to come up with, um, how can we get back? You know, like we say, like, like we use the optometry model for some things to say, okay, they were one of the first ones to say, we need to get back. They were like, wow, optometry saying they need to get back, you know? Um, and so, yeah, and labs and what are they doing and research and, um, you know, how do we get how do we get people back in classrooms and residence halls? How do we get people back in dorms and how do we feed people? You know, so I think every unit on campus has been challenged with this. And I think, you know, good and bad, I think people are going to pay attention, more attention to sports because it's it's kind of on the front porch. You know, like everybody sees that and um, it's a big big industry but i think just like every other group on campus we're we're trying to see you know how and when we can get back to whatever our new normal is going to look like and um you know see see what see where it takes us definitely well those were all of my questions and great they were perfect do you have any other comment you want to make or any recommendations on someone else i should reach out to or no, again, I just think that, you know, these are totally my observations. They in no way reflect uh, an official statement from the department. You know, I think um, I'm not sitting on those senior level calls or uh, emails or anything like that. I'm just 